Hey guys, it's Dr. Boca and Rachel Silver Cohen from Unpolished Therapy. We are back for a brand new season. Happy 2024. Dr. B and me today, we are ordering charcuterie. We are going to have a charcuterie board and not be bored by this. And we hope that you will join us and have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that and indulge. What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Good morning. It's Rachel Silvercone. It is 2024. I don't necessarily know what day it is because I'm still a little screwed up with the end of the year and the new year and we don't know what day it is. But with that being said, it is our very first episode of Unpolished Therapy. So I am here with the one and only, my favorite person of all time, the person who puts the polished in unpolished, Dr. Boca. (laughs) Happy day to you. Happy new year. I don't know if we're still new yearing it up. But happy New Year. Thank you, Rach. We can New Year it up as long as we need to. But it is that awkward place. Like, do you say Happy New Year? Are we a little too far in? But I will take a Happy New Year any day to me. It's like a blessing. So it's good to see you, though. I've missed you through this break. How have you been? I've been okay. I lose track of time a little bit. So my instinct is to say, oh, I missed you so much. I missed the podcast, which which I have. But then... I think about it, well, like, what have I been doing from when we rounded out 2023 and where we are now? I don't even really have an answer to that. It's just sort of life gets in the way. And I don't know if I missed it. Is that a bad thing to say? (laughs) No, I I didn't necessarily need you to say it back to me, nor did I necessarily mean I missed the podcast per se. I missed our talks. Like, I just missed being connected to you and in contact with you between me being out of town and you being sick. And the holidays are always a crazy, crazy time, which brings out all the family neuroses, as we've talked about before. It is nice to eventually settle back in and reconnect in whatever fashion that is, whether it's coffee or the podcast or just sending a text to one another. So I was just saying it was nice to see you. I completely like boshed your beautiful hello. So there you go. Again, Dr. Boca puts the polished in unpolished, ladies and gentlemen. But it is good to be back. And now that we're like suited up, it does kind of feel like we're right back where we're supposed to be. And taking that like reset to kind of jet back in or we detach to now reattach again Mm -hmm. are things that are important. So I'm, I'm happy that we did have the break to now suit up and get that cast nice and strong, right? Yeah, get back right back into it. And we have a very action-packed next couple of months with lots of guests coming on. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we do. And I think it's amazing. One thing that I guess hasn't changed about us is like we're very big on our cliches or analogies or actually, I should take that back. We don't like cliches, but we love our analogies. So we have a lot of like action-packed like entrees coming down the pipe, right? But for the sake of my food references, which (laughs) in that arena, I still love my food. I feel like I'm a big appetizer person. 
appetizers sometimes are better than the main dish. Always. But a lot of times it's like you <laughs> want so many appetizers. I want a little bit of this and I want a little mm-hmm. bit of that. And I don't need that, but add on some of that. And can I have this, but hold that and yada, yada, right? And it's like this big charcuterie board of like deliciousness because it's just little nibbles, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel as though maybe two years ago, the word charcuterie, we would need the pronunciation. We would need Siri to help us figure out how to say it. And Absolutely. now like the whole world is like one big charcuterie board, right? Although it's like I one still, of those words. Right. But I'll still say it wrong because I say everything wrong. So chances are I'm still going to say that. But yes, when it first came out, we were like, what is that? How do you spell that? What What is exactly is it? But yes, now it's like written in the Urban Dictionary, I'm sure. It literally is. It's It's the word of like today's time. And the fact that people are now making careers out of mm-hmm. throwing some cheese and crackers on a board <laughs> and like voila, it, it, it's a business. I mean, again, we've said a lot. Like, am I the dumbest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? Right, or like the least creative. This is now <laughs> of charcuterie boards because you took some brie and a Swiss cheese, <laughs> and maybe you got creative and you threw like some olives and and dried fruit, and now you know you're in business. But yeah. with that being said. I felt as though for Unpolished Therapy, our first crack at 2024, before we dive into those main entree meals mm-hmm. with some of the great guests we have coming, there has been a lot that I guess we could touch on. Maybe not enough for a whole main entree, but we're not passing up appetizers. So Hell like, no. I kind of thought we could do like a charcuterie board, but like charcuterie not bored, right? Like I'm not bored of some of these things that have been happening. And I say we just unpolishedly pound it out. I am so there. Bring on a little bit of cheese and crackers any day for me. Love it. Well, you know me. I mean, olive oil, cheese, a little bit of bread, throw in some olive oil and even the dried fruit and call me a taxi. I am great. And that's great because you and I can share charcuterie boards. Yeah, I can't even pronounce it together because I love sitting there and eating the grapes and the nuts. And you can have the meats and you can have the cheeses. I'll eat the crackers, maybe. We are a perfect unpolished pair. We're going to go for charcuterie, for real food food. For now, we're going to do just like some unraveling of like charcuterie and polishedness in terms of like what's been happening in the crazy world that we've been living in. And we've been on for a couple of weeks. Go for Um, it. So first of all, again, you know, I obviously it is the new year, 2024. We want to remind our listeners how grateful we are that you guys are still back on board and listening with us. But the big reminder, of course, Dr. Boca is a real doctor. (laughs) This podcast (laughs) is not real therapy, right? So we just, again, want to put out those disclaimers. We want to protect her license. This is non-therapy therapy. But that kind of goes along with the podcast, right? Like we don't do resolutions. We're we're non-resolution podcasters here. And I guess like the first order of business is that we look at it more of like we're setting intentions as opposed to botching the resolutions that we won't keep. That's sort of like my first little appetizer that I want to nibble on, right? Okay. Because intentions, it's like, it's like the 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 positive cousin to mm-hmm. the resolution that potentially could end up being your ugly stepchild, right? I love that. Yes, right? absolutely. That's such a great way to describe it. Yeah. So I thought that that was a cool twist and a different perspective. And the other thing I was thinking about while we were on break is. Obviously, we've talked about perspective a lot over the course of our time together, but in keeping with your mantra of doing things differently, right? Mm-hmm. Do it different. 
my twist was sort of like, if you take your perspective and we all know that like perception is reality. Mm-hmm. So how do we want our perspective to be for the new year? Do we want to use whatever the issue is, right? The problem, the hurdle, the mountain, the mundane even. And do we want to have the perspective come from a place of power or is that going to be our poison, right? And are we going down that rabbit hole? And I feel as though back to intention, not resolution, but my intention is that I'm going to choose power Mm -hmm. because just saying it feels so much better than the skull and crossbone of the poison that's going to take over me. So I kind of thought maybe like that's my superpower, my accomplished superpower. I love that. And to our listeners, we're going to hold Rachel accountable to this because yes, if you take the power and you take the intention, both of which are both very positively slanted, we're not setting ourselves up for the dark and dreary and failing. And Rach, for you though, one of the things that you're going to be on guard for is going down a rabbit hole, period. Forget if it's a positive one or a negative one or any rabbit hole. Like that is a a thing that you have spoken about being your tendency. So we'll add that to the list in there that of your intentions. Right. I think it is important to recheck yourself, right? As you say, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and a hundred and plus, plus, plus episodes later, there's no, like, I don't know what the end game is. I think the end game is knowing that the game doesn't end and we just keep kind of moving the ball down the field, if you will. But if we do it from that perspective of power, as opposed to the setbacks, I think Mm -hmm. that we'll all be better off for it. Um, One of the things that I don't know that we're going to be better off for is I need some help on this. Because again, there are some things that like we've done episodes in the past, like things that make you say, "Hmm." (laughs) and you know, if I only knew then, like, can you please explain to me since the turn of the new year, there apparently is like this battle of the water bottles, okay? This Stanley cup versus the hydro flask. And I don't know if we're filling the water bottles with poison or power here that that has become something that's now mainstream news. But I want to defer to you. You have a daughter. Do you know yes. anything about this brouhaha? So I got to tell you, the Stanley, Stanley wins here from my child's perspective. However, from my perspective, who the hell makes a cup where the straw doesn't go down, right? So she puts it down in my car thinking that, oh, okay, I'm getting out of the car. I'm going to put it on the seat. It's spilled everywhere. I'm like, how is this a good idea going to school? How is this a good idea that this is the cup? And apparently there's a big brouhaha on the bougie. Bourgeois. Yeah, that one. um, Facebook pages for like, I think it's a spinoff of the Peloton, but it became like a bougie from the Peloton. And apparently Target came out with one, a Stanley that, and I guess Stanley came out with it and is distributing it at Target, but it's for Valentine's Day and it has a heart. And apparently all these people are going crazy for this red heart Stanley. And I'm just like, it's a freaking cup. Like, does it hold water? Right. Like, and it's so funny because you know me, I'm always behind on the trends. Right. So I just read an article yesterday about how many horrible toxins are in even the the safest plastic water bottles. So now I'm thinking, oh, crap, because anyone who knows me knows that I carry an Evian, a plastic Evian bottle everywhere. So if Evian's listening, you are my savior and 
the most important thing other than the my holy grail, right? The holy grail for me. My husband says, I'm never going to survive an, an electric magnetic pulse because I'm not going to have my Avion. But now I'm reading about all of these, I don't know what they're called, not micro, micro toxins, but they use the word similar to that, that are corrupting these water bottles. And I'm like, oh my God, now I'm going to have to go and find one of these cups that you can't find anywhere in any of the stores. And I'm going to die of these micro toxins from my Evian. So that's all I know about this big brouhaha, but now it's apparently going to impact me. I'm sorry, I want to say, because if it's not one thing, I guess it's something else. And in this case, it's the Stanley water bottle. Uh, so. You know, listen, trends and toxins, that's something that's here for the keeping too. I'll tell you this, this is something, you know, you have a daughter. I hear that the $9.2 billion industry that is makeup. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh gosh. The reason that the dollar amount of the gross revenues have gone up exponentially is because of these young girls who are nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, these, the the tween age Mm -hmm. that they're going bananas with skincare routines because of these influencers. Yeah. And it's all over. And that you want to talk about a trend. You want to talk about toxins. It is something. uh, And again, our listening audience, you know, obviously we know you're not tweens, but my guess is you may have children or grandchildren that are right prime for the picking on this. And they're really telling you to like cool it back off a little bit because as Dr. Boca says, we fix one problem, but then another problem may come out of it. And Mm. kids at that age are so young and their skin is just not ready Ready. for all of the toxins that these cosmetics have in them. And you got to kind of do your research. So even the toxin-free skincare lines and beauty care lines, the problem is that the kid's uh, skin is not mature enough even to take on, not even the toxins, but they have such pure skin that we're already entering, even if it's not a quote-unquote toxin by definition, it may be toxic to their skin at this point because it it takes away the pH balance and all of Mm -hmm. that. So I just think we're exposing ourselves to just a bigger problem. And I'm sorry, it's expensive. And my pocketbook doesn't want to keep throwing out this money. So you damn influencers, go away. It's annoying. Go away. (laughs) Exactly. Rain, rain, go away. Speaking of rain, okay, and wet, I'm going to pivot a little bit here, okay? Another little charcuterie tip, if you will, is you're not going to believe this. So hold your hats, folks, Dr. Boca, you especially. But it is January, and I thought I would jump on the bandwagon of dry January. No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. Well, yeah, and it kind of dovetails a little bit, like how we always come full circle with skincare and all of that. I didn't do it on purpose. The last sip of alcohol I had was Christmas Day, December 25th, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're we're well into the, the new year here, folks. Yes, and congratulations. Not to say that like, oh my God, I need a prize for not drinking because I'm, I'm not a big drinker, but I just felt as though, you know what? Why not? Let me give it a try. Not about anything having to do with, diet, exercise, or the lack of either one of them. It was more so from the sleep scenario, Mm, right? As we get older, I'm really having trouble with my sleeping. I used to get an A on my sleep report card, and now I'm kind of hovering between that C minus. Oh, that's a big jump. And it is making a difference. And I know that my doctors have said to me, look, the age that you're at and that whole perimenopausal scenario, which, you know, good times. (laughs) 
don't not drink, but just know that if you have alcohol, it will definitely impact your sleep. So you have to, again, pick your poison. In this case, I don't want to pick poison. I want to pick the power. So I was taking control over the fact, you know what? My sleep is so much more important than the drink. I'm not saying I don't miss it, but I'm giving it a go. And I, I kind of now I'm like testing myself to see how long I can go. So that is wonderful. I'm so I am shocked to hear that. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, don't bank, you know. I'm not sorry, banking. Don't bet the whole farm on how long this will go. You no, know, and I'm not you setting you up. It's an intention right. at this point. It's not a resolution. It's just an intention. And with optimism here, but how has the sleep been since you've stopped drinking? I'm curious. Better, but then of course you know I was feeling under the weather and I was sick for mm-hmm. several yeah. days and that kind of put a damper on things. So the jury is still out. I would imagine just from the intellectual standpoint, and don't haze me on intellectual standpoint versus (laughs) my emotions in this. But my guess is that there's no way over time, it won't be more beneficial than not. So I'm going to give it a go. I have no expectations other than the fun of it. And thank goodness, right? We've had many guests on the podcast who, you know, struggle with alcoholism. And um, so, you know, that's no joke. That's the real deal. I fortunately, Mm -hmm. for me, this is just, you know, a a little charcuterie habit that I'm I'm trying to to nibble on for the month of January and, and see what happens. Yeah, I love it. And it's so funny because I, who never drinks, Right? I get harassed by my friends that like I only drink when I'm on vacation or Are you, how come you never drink with us? We were at a mitzvah this weekend and of course I drank, right? And I'm thinking, oh crap, I easily could have done January dry and oh, maybe I should make this like my imbibing month or something. Is there like switch it up a little bit and have a little bit of a, you know, a tidbit of alcohol here and there and live freely, I guess. But that's so ironic that this was dry January and I just didn't even think about it because it doesn't really play a role in my life and I broke it anyway. Well, there you go. I mean, different strokes for different folks, right guys? So I, I guess in this scenario, I'm the one who's putting the polished and unpolished in this one. And Dr. Boca is like completely derailed and, uh, (laughs) You know, she's on the corner of audacity and advice. And in this case, she is the audacious one. I want to tell you, though, something that I thought was kind of cool. You know, you talked about we had an occasion this weekend and it's like a reason to. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, you fill in the blank. And I think most of us would say that's a standard practice, right? I have an occasion coming up. I have an event to go to uh, next month. This is happening and whatnot. And so many of us and it's not right, it's not wrong, it's just, it is what it is, that we're planning ahead, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to do this when, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose weight because I have an event coming up next week. I'm going to gear up for a visitor who's coming next quarter, let's say. I'm going to study for the exam that I'll probably try to take down the road, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I heard something over our break that kind of I stopped dead in my tracks a little bit. And again, we don't like cliches. So forgive me if this sounds like, duh, Rachel, we've talked about this a million times. But this mantra of like not waiting for the occasion Mm -hmm. before you dive in and do whatever it is you're going to do, but like you're the occasion. Even if we break it down to the simplest equation, right? Or reduce it down to bare bones. This is going to sound pathetic, but like I don't have such an extravagant life. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll blow my hair this weekend. Or if I have something new to wear, like like I'll wait and I'll wear it. I have quote unquote nowhere to go, right? 
But the theory that like, no, like you have somewhere to go today because you're living, living. Today, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not saying you have to put the prom dress on or the black tie dress to go to the supermarket, but like you're the occasion. Blow your hair, put the makeup on, wear the high heels if you want. And, you know, tomorrow we'll suffer together and... <laughs> Right. And we'll have to call for a massage because our lower backs are going to kill. But the continual, I'll do it when there's something more important is sort of the the mindset that I want to pivot on a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's a mindset that a lot of people are in. And, you know, we always hear things like this isn't the dress rehearsal, right? Or Mm -hmm. um, God laughs as we make plans or we make plans and God laughs, whatever the saying is, you know, how great I am with sayings. But it's all saying the same thing. Like, don't put off for tomorrow what you can do Mm -hmm. today. It's all the same. It's why are we not seizing the day today? As and living our life as though this is the time to do it. Like you don't need a reason to do it. You don't need to wait. Do it now if you want to do it. Well, let me ask you this: so, from like the therapy standpoint, because it, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't want to say trigger in a bad way, but it jogged a memory of mine from like childhood, whatever. That how like two people can grow up in the same house, and you just have such different perspectives on things. So, if we use the example of like you're the occasion, like don't wait. We were kids growing up, we would go school shopping, right? Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of clothes and new sneakers and all that. And I remember so vividly, like all of my stuff would like be lined up in my closet with the tags yep. on and, the she- and my brother, like he couldn't put it on fast enough and like wear it like either out of the store or to school the next day. And I remember in hindsight being like, why are you wearing that already? Like mm. where I would just like wait and look at it and touch it and want to stare. And, but like, I never wanted to do anything with it. And in hindsight now, again, non-therapy here, folks, but I'm like trying to therapize myself before you tell me if I'm right or wrong. It's it's like, is it the thrill of the new that like, if I then don't use it, if I wait to use it, then it's still something exciting to look forward to, or I don't want to be let down. I mean, break this down for me. What I mean, it could be all of the above. It all depends on what were special occasions like for you? Is that the only time you allowed yourself to get excited? Is that, did you feel as though you'd get bored? Was your brother too impulsive and you tried to be the reverse of that? Mm. You know, there's a million different things and I just don't know enough about the dynamics there, but I do know you and I know that you really do appreciate nice things. And I do think that there's something tied in there of it all kind of goes together. Like it all has to be the whole, it can't be the charcuterie board. It's got to be the perfect entree, if that makes sense. Or the whole meal. The whole meal, the whole experience. You're an experiential person. Whereas my guess is your brother can have the charcuterie board and be okay with it and just enjoy it and go on the fly. And you like the whole experience. You like to live through that experience. You're very organized about that process. So there's that. Interesting. I'll have to dive in or maybe we can make another entree out of that topic. But for now, you know, we do want to stay on task, but you're right. Like maybe the goal then with the charcuterie of it all is like, let's just say you buy a new shirt and new shoes, like, all right, so maybe wear the shoes and not the shirt or Mm -hmm. wear the shirt and not the shoe and like kind of cherry pick instead of waiting to have to wear the whole thing together and waiting, 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 waiting for the occasion that is never going to come. Right. right. And you the, have to make the occasion. You have to make the occasion. And I also think that there's something about setting yourself up for these big things and oh. then 
being disappointed. And we've talked about that, you know, in terms of other facets of your life is, you know, when we create this big thing, there's only one place for it to go. Whereas if you just say, you know, a pair of shoes with those jeans are going to look phenomenal. They're going to look maybe even more phenomenal with the skirt, but why not have a night where it just pops tomorrow night? You know, um, I love so. it. No, you're right. You're right. Speaking of big and speaking of pop, right? Oh, this and is speaking good. of charcuterie, I want to tell you something. Um, someone who probably has not been eating charcuterie or anything for that matter, I have to tell you, this is a topic that we've covered a lot. And I, I know we're going to talk about it as the season progresses. But let me tell you something the Golden Globes were on the other night. Mm. And I have to tell you, like, my new line that I have been saying, I don't know if you watch and I don't know if you've seen any of the follow up since. And to no. the listeners, I don't know uh, what your thoughts are on this, but I have decided that Oprah, okay, Oprah Mm. Winfrey, she has put the O in Ozempic, okay? (laughs) Yes, I did see a picture of that. unbelievable what she looks like. And, you know, I know that there was some controversy. There are so many things I've heard that I'm the first one to say, I wish I could take credit for that line, or I heard this, I heard that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my line. If I could trademark it, I I would. Okay. I feel like <laughs> I hadn't seen her in a long time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I invited her over and, you know, she didn't R S P and whatever. So, you know, now I know why she was home, you know, taking Ozempic so long and, and didn't want to have her grand debut until the Golden Globes. So I'm not knocking her. She looks terrific. I'm glad she finally has come clean to say, look, this is game changing and I am mm-hmm. on something. I just think it's interesting though that like initially Dr. Boca, yep. she he was completely on the other side of the ledger on this. And like, if it was anyone else, I feel like they would have gotten the hammer beaten down on them. They would have been canceled. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. you lied. And like, we're not liars, but like, Queen, Grand Dame, Oprah Winfrey, like, she gets the pass. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there was controversy around it because from what I, and I don't follow this kind of stuff at all, but I did hear something at one point and she was the, you know, the spokesperson for Weight Watchers and people yeah, and I Weight think Watchers. Yeah, Weight Watchers. Yeah, people or something along those lines and people were livid. And then you had a few people that came to her defense and said, listen, one, one thing doesn't work for everybody. And she tried it and she did... She had great success on Weight Watchers, but maybe there was something out there that could help a little bit more. And so I think everything, you know, again, no extremes, right? When we are adamant against something, then we are closing off the possibility of having a discussion about it and seeing the the good in it, the power in it, right? And we only see the poison in it using your words. And if we are totally for something, we can't understand why people are having the reaction that they're having. And so look, there's not a one cure for all. And even with Ozempic, there are people who benefit from Ozempic and there are people who don't benefit from Ozempic. And I think we have attributed some shame to it and accusations on both sides. And mm-hmm. look, we have to do what works for us. And I said that to you when we did our Ozempic episode that like for some people, this is the way that it has to be and it will save their life. And for her, I think that it would be great if she could have come clean. It could have been wonderful. And when she did, we live in a society where you're going to get shamed and you're going to have those people who are going to be angry and feel like you abandoned their mission and stuff. Eventually, the water's even out and good for her. However, she's going to be healthy. Why do I care? Right? Why is it anybody's business? Just be healthy. So she obviously made an impact on you. You were like, oh, right, for Oprah. And she looked like, amazing. So like, go with it. Who cares? And we'll see. I mean, again, 
to the point that we said on our episode, we don't know what the long-term results are. Maybe this will come back and bite them. Who knows? But let people Mm -hmm. go through the process. And why do we have to be so caught up in what they're doing? That's how I feel. I hope that it was a good enough explanation, at least from my perspective. Yes. Fine. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Speaking of yes, chef and our charcuterie board, please tell me you watched The Bear. So I started The Bear and I went like three episodes into it and it was great. And for some reason I derailed. Not sure why. Can you get back on the track with that? I can get back on the track. If you would like, if you would tell me that you want to do an episode about it, I will get back on the track for you. If you're not telling me that, then it might take me a little while to get back on the track. I would love you to. I mean, you know, it's not a homework assignment that I'm giving you, but when I tell you that awards were won and rightfully so, the season, this past season was unbelievable. And if you want to talk therapy, okay, it's not just a charcuterie board episode. I mean, it is a full 12 course meal, however many episodes of packed in with some real unpolishedness to break down. Not to mention that the writing is phenomenal. And again, being a foodie at heart, the fact that it is all based on restaurants (laughs) and, you know, the family dynamics and the employees and so on and so forth, and that they are literally cooking their blood, sweat and tears. Yes, chef, all day long. Please okay. watch. I beg I, you. I will watch that. And our listeners, if I'm committing to watching it, I would love if you guys would join me so that we can have a discussion in, at some point, maybe not tomorrow, but at some point, and you guys could join in. That would be great. It would motivate me and keep me on my intention. How's that? There you go. Again, mm-hmm. it's just an appetizer, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to uh, you don't have to order the whole thing, but you know, take bite-sized pieces, you know, episode by episode, and I think you'll love it. But again, speaking of dysfunction, Dr. Boca, I mean, this is not a charcuterie little bite. This is the whole kit and caboodle in the buffet of dysfunction. We kind of need to tap in a touch, if you would indulge me, with the whole Gypsy Rhodes Blanchard story. Do you know anything about this? I know a little bit about it. I know a little bit about it. I got caught up in the the Maya one, right? So I started there and watched that whole thing. And my daughter actually, to my surprise, brought up Gypsy. And I was like, she's like, will you watch it with me? I said, sure. And we just have not gotten around to it. But I know a little bit of the Munchausen by proxy and and what have mm-hmm. you. And it's right up my alley from a psychological perspective. But I was reeling and unreeling from the whole Maya docuseries and the verdict that came out about Maya. So I don't know if you knew anything about that and that it was somewhat local to Florida because it happened in the state of Florida. I was just still processing that. But yes, I am on it. So we can break it down if you want. I just haven't watched it yet. Well, I think that it's, again, it's another topic that kind of has hit the press as of late because she's now been released from jail Yes, and she's now doing the circuit here. We haven't booked her on Unpolished Therapy, although that would be quite interesting. That would be But she's doing the whole press junket tour and some critics are saying that, again, I certainly am not a doctor, even though I pretend that I am here on Unpolished (laughs) Therapy. Um, I don't know anything about anything except my own Unpolished Opinion. But some critics are saying that the the fame and fortune that it looks like she's reaping from this, even though she's saying that that's not what her intention is, it's eerily similar Similar. to Mm -hmm. the path that the mother was taking to gain all of this attention. So I find that interesting. Gypsy Rose is saying that her only intention is to raise awareness and to help people, which duh. I mean, what is she going to say? No, I'm here for the fame and fortune. You know, again, the unpolishedness to me would say now that you are 
out of jail. And if you are going to get some fame and fortune, can you please find an appropriate dentist and get a set of veneers, <laughs> do something, and then maybe, you know, you get a going job. Or, listen, I have I've always been the audacious one. I, I didn't change that much in, no. in the couple of weeks we were off. But if she's going to be all over my television, she's got to look a little bit nicer. I just, I, I cringe because they keep doing these flashbacks to what she looked like as a child and how her mom just completely botched her yeah. whole physical being, which is a shame. But come on, it's 2024. Like, mm-hmm. clean up a little. Well, relative to what she was probably like in prison, she probably is a little cleaned up. But yes, I understand. And if you're going, right, it's all relative. But if you're going to be out and put yourself out there like that, I hear what you're saying that. uh, But again, this is, um, you know, in many ways, and I, like I said, I haven't been following it very closely, but in many ways from the trauma perspective, and I always like to go back to that part of it. This is like somebody who's been trapped in a dark room their entire life and has never seen mm-hmm. daylight, right? And so typically what happens when that happens is we go in the completely opposite direction of what we were experiencing. And this person didn't have a voice. This person didn't have, didn't matter, wasn't seen and wasn't heard. So it's not surprising that they would go to that place. And they probably on some level, you know, we always hear about identifying with the aggressor right? A lot of times Mm -hmm. we internalize that. And so there is a possibility that she is going down the same path. Or the flip side is that she just has this opportunity now that she didn't have and she's just going to the extreme and maybe it will get rained in eventually. I guess it's too early to really tell. Mm. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It crazy. is quite the I mean, story. It's, it's quite the story. It, it really is. I mean, almost to the point where like it's, you're in disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the stuff that fascinates me, though. And I do like watching and following stories and watching documentaries or if mm-hmm. they've made it into a movie on real life stuff, you know, as cryptic and dark and unpolished as it may be. Right. And that's why I think you would like the, I don't remember about Maya, right? But they accuse the mom. Mm-hmm. In that mini series or docu series of having Munchausen by proxy, and she didn't. I mean, this girl Maya was diagnosed with a specific illness, and the hospital made a decision that the mom was was acting from this place of Munchausen, and it it is horrific. You know, here's the the complete opposite where she was accused of this and it wasn't. And the damage that it did to this girl, Maya, and her entire family. Right. And it ultimately came out this year. And I, I don't want to ruin it if people decide to watch it. But it ultimately... No, do you know what it was called? I know it's Maya Kowalski. I think yes. that's her last name. Yeah, but like, like, do you know what the show is? Discovering Maya or something. I can't think okay. of what it is. I can look into... Is I think, it Taking Care of Maya? Or maybe it was uh, Taking Care of Maya. Yeah, maybe it was Taking Care of Maya. Might have been that. Might have I'll been look it. it up. And then yeah. to the listeners, you guys, I'll, I'll put it in like the show notes. I believe it might have been Taking it. Care of Maya. Um, okay. I could probably look on my Netflix and see. You chit-chat amongst yourself there. Rage and I will look for okay. it. I have to tell you though, the other thing I want to mention, because as, as you said, like, you know, the only place to go when you're up is down, right? And the only place sure. to go when you're down is up. And stories about people who corroborate with others to like kill family members in death is just something that, you know, not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but I will tell you if we're sticking with our theme on charcuterie and we're doing little drips and drafts, I want you to know an interesting little appetizer with death, okay, oh. over oh. this break that I want to share with you. Wow. 
not that everyone should like buckle up their seatbelts here, but in my head, Dr. Boca, I am, I literally like, you know, you know me, I'm like, go big or go home. And it's like, I'm like having a bout with seeing stars and um, my life is flashing in front of me or, you know, life is grand, right? So the other day I was at the supermarket Surprise, surprise. Of course. And I do my shop. <laughs> and I know, again, in keeping with conversations that we've had, at least I'm consistent. We've talked about where like you try to get all the bags at once and then inevitably the the jar of sauce spills all everywhere. After, and it's just a total nightmare. Mm-hmm. Have we learned anything? No, I've learned nothing. <laughs> so the other day I pull into the driveway and I do my shop. And of course, I want to get all the bags into the house in one fell swoop, so I don't have to make trips. Why? I have no idea. Like, what's mm-hmm. the rush? But mm-hmm. I have now equal weighted bags in each hand. Okay? okay, I'll give myself that. All right. And the bags, you know, whenever I'm at the supermarket too, I'm like, I don't need one thing in the bag. Like, mm-hmm. load them up, lady. Right. Sure. So they're heavy, but I have equal balance in each hand, and I'm I've got maybe three or four bags in each hand. So picture it here. Okay. I got it. Now, because of course, even though I say I just want a charcuterie of life, little drips and drabs when it comes to like getting stuff done. I want the whole main entree. I want it <laughs> delivered, fed, cleaned up all in one fell swoop. Okay. One fell swoop being the operative phrase here. Oh, okay. No. Dr. Boca, I kid you oh, not. I get, no. I get the stuff out of the car. I'm holding the bags in both hands. And then by the grace of God, I don't know how this happened. I, I don't know what the universe was trying to teach me, but I must've tripped on my pants. And as I tripped on my pants, I propelled forward, okay? And now I have the weight of the the three bags in each hand that are, you know, balanced out, kind of pushes me forward. And like the inertia of the bag, my body, like if you can picture, you know, if I'm just standing up straight, my entire, from the waist up, I like propelled forward. And now my whole body is in like a right angle, but Uh my head is now like, like launching itself forward. Okay. And I'm in the garage. Okay. I'm not embellishing this at all. Okay. And the the bags are now like in front of me as my body is in a 90 degree angle. And I'm, I'm watching myself in myself as my head is now this close. Okay. You guys can't see me because we're, you know, it's a podcast and it's very close. Very, very, very close as my head is now going to slam right into like the air conditioning unit that's attached to like the garage door. And I am literally like, oh my God, I picture it in my head. I see the headline as my life is flashing in front of me. Like lady dies from plunged grocery shop as body launches into cement wall in garage, like RIP. Okay. I mean, it doesn't get more unpolished than that. Like if that is going to be my death, which you know me, my craziness with death, it could be fun one time this season to kind of talk about like if we could come up with like the perfect. Oh, I could only imagine what you would come up with. But can you believe like the bane of my existence that God forbid my kids shouldn't have groceries in the house, right? Okay. Here I am trying to be like, you know, the good mom, right? Wanting to stock up as we now get back into the school year and and so on and so forth and break is over. And I'm going to die because I had to get every bag in at the same time 
you know how like it, it gets a little like disjointed. There's never enough room and all that. And now I trip on the bottom of my pants. I am in a 90 degree angle. Okay. I'm thinking of, you know, whoever my algebra teacher was back in the day. Okay. <laughs> Die by algebra. <laughs> okay? oh, awful. And that, that just ruined the whole thing. Into the wall and I am now dead and there's groceries all over the place. And I have this image that like my kids are going to come home, find me like barely breathing on the garage cement floor. And they're going to be like, but wait, like, Where's, Where's lunch? lunch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I have to ask, there's no, gosh, you are so unpolished and there's no drama here at all, but did you actually hit the ground? Well, back to my superpower, okay, and my perspective, okay, because you want to talk about poison being spewed everywhere, okay? You want to talk about the fact that in those grocery bags, I could have put together the most beautiful charcuterie board, <laughs> okay, literally, all right? But my superpower in that moment is that I somehow, we all complain, oh, we're getting older and we're not strong anymore and we don't look good and whatever. I guess my almost 52-year-old core is stronger than I thought because I was able to like, I was able to kind of reverse that inertia and use my core to kind of prop myself back. And like, then it was like a hard stop. I stopped dead in my tracks, but I was in the 90 degree angle. I saw the whole thing happen. And then somehow, again, by the grace of maybe, I don't know, the podcast gods, because they wanted me to tell this story. I have no idea. It wasn't my time. (laughs) And I kind of recovered. Okay. So there's so much here. Thank God your core. Thank you, yoga. Thank you, running. Thank you, everything. Yeah. A lot of back in the day. There you go. Right. Who knew? But it is such a metaphor for what we've always spoken about, which is you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. And at many different points along the way, we can intervene and change the trajectory. So that was one point that I wanted to to make about that. The second one, as you kept saying, by the grace of God, what is the universe trying to tell me? First, it's slow trying to tell you. Down or slow the fuck down or stop going supermarketing? No, not the <laughs> Let the kids do it. Well, that was going to be my next thing. Like, were the kids home that they could like help you or could you have whatever? But it, the real message is slow down. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And the more we try to cut the corners and the more we try to be so efficient that we're overly efficient, the more that we wind up being under-efficient because we don't get the stuff done that we need to get done at least. And we don't survive potentially, right? The other thing that I was going to say is that I'm going to reassure you that that was, even if you did die, God forbid, that is absolutely... You keep the podcast going. Well, I was not going to go there because this is not about me, but I promise you that will not be the headline. Okay. I assure you because you would have been the only person to come up with that headline and you would have taken it to the grave. So somebody else would have come up with a a different one and one that would have captured you a little bit better. And finally... The headline would have been like, mom, what's for dinner? You know, like got milk, (laughs) got groceries. It it would have been a hundred different ones that would have been better than that one. And finally, to come all the way full circle here, the pants, if you maybe wouldn't have worn them today, nor saved them for the future event, but maybe wore them like some somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. You wouldn't have tripped on the damn pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. So. Listen, when you're right, you're right. You're right or you're if right. you would have worn I, mean, I thought you were going to say, bring it a full circle though. Yeah. Imagine, okay, after all of that, that I still stuck to my dry January proposal in my head with this intention because after that I was like forget the drink where is the bottle I almost died and I need to celebrate that I'm here (laughs) absolutely well sounds like 
you did not go for the bottle, which is progress in and of itself, Rach, because look at how far. And I have to tell you that just hearing you speak about these intentions and the superpower and, you know, the theme for you at the beginning was mantra, right? Whether you realized it or not, there were so many different mantras that you've started incorporating and now you're, you're doing all of these things. I mean, I don't know if you've taken a step back at all in this time of hiatus to reflect, but the progress and the change in you since we first started the podcast, you might have to go back and listen to all hundred and, you know, Ugh, 19 episodes. That would be a, a, a really bad homework assignment that I'd rather just get the F on right now. <laughs> but I am it. telling you, and I will save you the pain, but I got to tell you, like, I hope you're stopping and congratulating yourself along this marathon and realizing all the different things that you have changed perspective on or been able to recognize or, you know, made a decision to do it differently. And I, I'm just sitting here so proud of you. And I don't mean that in a condescending way at all. I just really have seen the difference. And we're not at the finish line because we're never at a finish line. Like you said before, we're, the finish line keeps moving, but we are moving in that direction. And I hope you can give yourself the credit for that. Well, thank you. I will. And I just don't want to alarm the audience. Do not worry. There's still plenty of horrendous poor choices I have made and will continue to make that Dr. Boca will be able to help me break down here on the corner of audacity and advice. And I certainly look forward to sharing all of the unpolishedness with Dr. Boca and our listeners throughout the year. And we have a lot of great stuff to look forward to. Um, I have to tell you, Dr. B and me, we ordered a great batch of charcuterie today. You're getting full, aren't you? um, I'm full. Yeah, I feel really sustained and I love it. I feel like sometimes, you know, we we always do say that it's the quality over the quantity. The quality of the charcuterie board is real good depth and there's some good meat and potatoes there. It's it's the best meal and it trumps, in my opinion, any entree that's underwhelming. All about the apps. I'm all about the charcuterie. And at least for today, we it hit the spot. It filled me up. Good. And I want to thank you for jumping on with me today. And I look forward for what's to come. We have a whole year of fresh, great, interesting topics from the unpolished to the super unpolished to the super duper duper unpolished. And I'm here for it all. As long as I don't propel forward and (laughs) slam my head into the cement wall, (laughs) carrying 12 bags of groceries at the same time. But you know, we're going to dream big. I'll be checking the headlines every day just to make sure that doesn't happen. So I am looking forward and very excited about this season. So thank you for showing up and thank you for going on this ride with me. Look forward to it. Thank you. All right. And to the listeners out there, just in case you forgot, because it's been a couple weeks, we are still available on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there at Unpolished Therapy. We always love email. If you want to email us, we're unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. If you have comments, questions, concerns, you can always find us. We love a rate and review. We haven't had one in a while. So hop on wherever you get your episodes, all of the streaming platforms. You can rate us and review us. It certainly does help. And and we want to hear from you too, right? This is a, what's the word, Dr. Boca? Um, Inclusive, uh, interactive. Yeah, all of the above. All of the above. Yeah, to the charcuterie board, people. Yeah, it's charcuterie, right. It's a little bit of everything for everyone, right? We can't do it without you. And I certainly can't do it without Dr. Boga. So I will tell you from the corner of audacity here to Dr. Boga's corner of advice, we are thrilled to be back. We want you guys to have a great week. 
We will see you next time when our wheels and yours, you know what, get spun upside down. Thanks for listening, guys. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. 